Enough boy talk. It's time for the broadcast. Welcome to another edition of the broadcast. Word. I'm Vicky B. What up, Vicky? What up? Taryn Daly over there. That's my name. Hi. Good to be here. <laughs> Feel free to wear it out because you can't. You can't wear it out ever? No. All right. Deal. I, I, um, I got nothing. It's I'm, I'm having I'm having a special day. I think we both are. Oh, I'm having a very special day. I mentioned just before we cracked the mics that I've cried three times today already. All for like various good reasons, not necessarily bad reasons. But yeah, I'm just in a weird space today. Well, what better way than to, you know, show off how awesome we are or not uh, with a guest in studio today. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I told you we'd be having awesome guests this year and... I feel like we've been doing this. It has been a really part. good year so far. Yeah, between uh, Butcher Babies, and then we've had uh, one of my friends perform here, uh, Ali LaRoe. Yes. It's just been fun. We had a Stafari, an artist, but mm-hmm. today it goes to a whole new level of badassery, in my opinion. Because I'm like, she keeps saying, oh, I do this, I do that. I'm sitting here like, oh, I feel pretty useless in life right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got Kimberly in the house today, y'all. And, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna really love getting to know her. Before we get to that, though, you need to know how to get a hold of us. We have a phone number. It's two five three two seven one nine three four three, or you can send us an email. The broadcast nine 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 at gmail Now, welcome to the broadcast, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so you're gonna be doing something really awesome, which involves it's like it's kind of nerdy, but it's all kinds of badass. You. you teach and you compete in uh, fencing like what all right I <laughs> baffled go for it like that's awesome um, so I'm down here in Seattle for an awesome event called sword squatch uh, that's taking place in I know the name is I, love uh, it. I know right <laughs> that's not, that is like intriguing in and of itself like whatever sword squatches I want in on that which is yeah, squ- <laughs> swordsquatch.org by the way if you want yes, to check and it out. if you check out the website there's this uh, other completely badass babe named Beth Hammer she did all the graphic design and it's all these like sasquatches holding swords and stuff like yes. that it's pretty awesome so yeah this is an event for the historical European martial arts community and western martial arts community so often when we think of fencing we think of Olympic style foil fencing which is still totally badass and awesome in itself but this is stuff that we've taken from pretty much the 13th century all the way up to the 18th century involving long swords, side swords and shields, spears, pole axes, rapiers, sabers, um, including old school wrestling techniques, um, mixed martial arts like Bartitsu, one of the very first ones um, that you kind of saw in the uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, Holy cow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now I want to learn all of these things, but I, I have to know, was this a thing that, you know, you were like three years old and your parents were like, hey, you're going to start doing this? Or how, how did you find this? Or how did it find you? Well, I was part, uh, when I lived in Toronto, I was part of a group called the Fighting Arts Cooperative of Toronto, and I was studying Jeet Kune Do. And we had a 4,000 square foot studio, um, and it was shared by a bunch of different martial arts schools. And there was this group of people called the Academy of European Medieval Martial Artists. And after I was done my JKD lessons, I'd always look at these guys in like full armor and long swords like going at each other and I was like I think I'm in the wrong martial art (laughs) and then you know like life life happens I moved out to New Brunswick then I moved out to Vancouver British Columbia and I discovered that there was a sword fighting school there 
walked in the doors and I met the director of that academy. That's Academy Duello in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. His name is Devin Borman. And uh, walked right in there, started talking to him, and they weren't able to get rid of me. Ah, <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, within a year and a half, I was teaching uh, the kids program there. And then I eventually graduated to teaching, um, coaching a fitness program there called Sword Fit. Think of it like uh, modern style, like calisthenics and uh, high intensity interval training. Mm. But instead of using like weights, you're using sword motions at extension. And then I graduated to being a junior instructor in the adult program, uh, particularly focusing on the long sword. Crazy. And, you know, you mentioned weight, you know, weight training or whatever, like calisthenics. I mean, a, a sword, some of these like more traditional pieces are probably really heavy. That's actually a common myth. So um, any object that you hold out at extension is going to feel really heavy. But even historically speaking, even the gigantic swords that you see that are about five and a half uh, feet tall, um, known as spadones or montantes or great swords, were really only about eight pounds. Wow. I think the heaviest one they ever found historically was like 10. That's like less well, like, than like a house cat. Well, but at <laughs> extension, it's going to feel like oh, you're yeah. holding out something like massive. Well, it's like, have you ever done a workout where your arms are out and you're just kind of either doing little circles? It's or brutal. Just, yeah, if you do it for five minutes, your arms are going to die just from the weight of the arms themselves. Totally. Nothing so on even them, just so. holding out a two and a half pound rapier at extension is quite a workout mm. for your muscles. Yeah. Dang, girl. Now, uh, <laughs> with all the hype of Game of Thrones over the last couple of years, has that... And have you, guys, you got Lord of the Rings? And Lord you got, of the Rings. Have you you guys had like a like a surge of like new interest because Abs- of that? Absolutely. And it's it's wonderful because a lot of this comes from like geek culture. Mm-hmm. So you get folks that have always, you know, if they played Dungeons and Dragons in their parents' basement, played World of Warcraft, sure. read Lord of the Rings, have been watching Game of Thrones, but they don't necessarily come from a physical background. And they walk into a place like my academy in Vancouver and they're they want to give this a try. And it's their first time coming into a sort of community where they have to do something physical. And it's amazing because there's not one particular body type associated with the kind of martial arts that I do, which is great. We have we have lots of women and is particularly this event here that's happening in Seattle, Sword Squatch. More than half of the people organizing it are women. Um, There's at least three female instructors. There's uh, four different tournaments, one of which is a woman's uh, long sword steel tournament. Is that the one you're going to be competing in? It's a really good good space for people from all different sorts of backgrounds to come in and for different reasons some people want to take the tournament route some people like it just to just the idea of swinging a sword um, makes people stick with the sort of physical activity because going to a gym hopping on a treadmill running around like a hamster is really not for most people no, no the only way you can get me to run is like i just got the new uh, run zombie app oh yeah those are great yeah and that's the only way i just made like a hu- like a playlist that involves like the stranger things soundtrack yeah. mixed oh, with so good mixed with the perfect <laughs> circle very so it's very like crap i'm really I going through the it. woods and i go run behind my house where the woods are the trails so like it, that's yeah that's like coming from a nerd background like i either like to play soccer i don't like to run i don't yeah, like to run either but unless it's like, from the fight, police like yeah. if the cops are chasing me i am fast as hell yeah but i'm the same you know i'm the same way like I, I mentioned this morning that I was I went cycling and like I, I, I couldn't sit on a bike and do it in the gym no I I've to tried to do it in the winter I <laughs> can't know? do it no it's too hard so you know I'm, I'm I like to have like things to look at and, and new challenges and I feel like you guys provide a really cool environment for that 
Yeah, absolutely. The really cool thing about this weekend as well is it's open to spectators. So if you want to come down to, um, it's a place in Georgetown called um, Sanka, which stands for the School of Acrobatics and New uh, Circus Arts. They um, Everything's open for spectators. So you can see the tournaments. You can watch uh, some of the workshops going on and things like that. And the people that are hosting the event is called the Lonin League. And if you ever want to come down and try a longsword lesson, those people are phenomenal. Cool. Yeah. I totally want to. By the way, like I'm already calling them. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's uh, if you go to swordsquatch.org and you can check out. You're going to be doing uh, warrior workout. Like, yes. what is that going to entail? So, um, part of my other background is um, I do. Um, I'm training right now through the YMCA to be a personal trainer, and uh, fitness has always been something that I've been very interested in. Particularly, this idea of fitness as a means to not an aesthetic, but as um, goals and things that your body is able to perform. Mm -hmm. And I like kind of breaking down this uh, stigma of fitness as an aesthetic and fitness more as a means of what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of uh, different martial arts and any kind of sports, there's different fitness regimes in which people try to follow to aid uh, the movements and motions that we're doing. So we're going to break down a lot of the stuff that's very common in fencing and other kind of martial arts that we do here and look at how we can train for that out side of our um out of our martial arts studios so taking different motions and movements uh figuring out whether they're anaerobic or aerobic Mm -hmm. are these uh plyometric movements or are these using more like static holds and stuff and then creating a fitness regime that you can do in a park in your apartment building that doesn't necessarily have to use the equipment that you find at a gym and whatnot i like that non-traditional yeah i'm a big fan (laughs) i'm a big fan now what uh Maybe in, in, in your in your practice, in your in your teaching, in your experiences, what's like the craziest injury you've ever seen? You know, one of the great things that I've noticed is that um and, and this is one of the things that I always talk to my students about is that we're martial artists. We're artists. Our bodies are a work of art. The people that are lending their bodies to us as our partners or our opponents, they're also artists. Mm. And what we're doing is dangerous enough as it is. So um, I always try to come into this sort of setting with a big respect towards uh, my body and my opponent's body. That being said, stuff does happen. Mm -hmm. And probably one of the most common injuries that you see is even with the right kind of armor, fingers. Fingers Ah. are really, really prone. I've seen thumbs and pinkies completely and totally shattered. Yeah. I'd rather shatter than cut off. Is that weird? I'd rather have my thumb shattered than like it cut off for some reason. (laughs) Not that I want to scare anyone off, I swear. We're all professionals. We treat each other really well. With anything, if you're going to be Weightlifting. If you're going to be playing soccer, I've gotten my fair share of injuries. Like I have nerve damage on my leg because oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't feel anymore a certain on a certain part of my shin anymore. Uh, like with anything, there's going to there's risk involved. Yes, and, you know, it's just about being safe and it's about you know doing what you got to do carefully <laughs> and also working within your limits. Like I've I've taught fencing to I've had students in wheelchairs. I've had students with canes. I've had students that are um, only have two or three fingers on one of their hands. Um, I truly believe that like fencing is for everyone. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what your goal is and and what pace you're willing to take it at. I love that. Alright, here's a good one. If you could fight you know, medieval style with any fictional character, so it could be from Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings if you want to beat the crap out of Smeagol or you want to, even if it's just like a friendly, you know, row with Jon Snow, like from any Ooh. anyone, any of them, 
Who would you fight with? Okay, it's funny you mentioned that. So my school academy duello, um, we were part of the season two premiere for Game of Thrones. What? Um, doing historical sword plating, uh, oh my sword play gosh. demonstrations. And um, Kit Harrington, who plays Jon Snow, was present for that. Oh, God. And he I'm was a- doing like a Q&A session. I'm sitting there. I got my long sword. And they're like, if any of you folks from Academy Duello want to ask him any questions, you're welcome to. And I was like, can I challenge him to a duel? Oh. And they're like, no, no, you can't. We can't just drop that on him. You know, he's only like, you know, trained in stage combat. We can't, we can't do that in front of the fans. But I'm like, but, but. I'm the redhead. <laughs> I have to be able to like kick his ass and then say, you know nothing, John Snow. Well, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let me, and it's still up on my list. So, Kit, if you're hearing this, Kimberly Roseblade wants to sword fight you. Come well, find me. Considering he only knows stage fighting, he really no- knows nothing. Yeah, he you does. Know he nothing, knows John. nothing. Oh, that's that awesome. He, I mean, you gotta, I, I feel like in, in Game of Thrones, everybody kind of has their favorite, but like no one doesn't like John Snow, right? right? Like everybody's oh, got like a righteous dude. Oh, like, he's yeah. so yeah. Good. <laughs> my mother, my Catholic Mexican mother, will post pictures of him shirtless on my Facebook wall sometimes. Like, I mean, she'll post, she'll post like the "I love you, sweetheart." God's watching over you on my Facebook wall, and then she'll post like, "Hey, I thought you'd like this." It's John Snow in a wet white shirt. I'm like, "Mom, hmm. <laughs> not while God is watching. Not while God is watching. God, God will see the dirty things I do to that boy." <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry. Okay, it's getting really hot in here. Oh. <laughs> all right. So on top of doing all this, you're gonna be uh, a personal trainer. You know, you get your training. Your uh, but you. You 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 haven't you're balancing an apprenticeship at, for falconry. What? You're just gonna be like one awesome medieval goddess. I yeah, I still God. don't have a license at 32 years old, but can I work with birds of like prey? Absolutely. Oh, oh my yeah. god, badass. <laughs> like, so what? What have you like? What got you into? I mean, I'm assuming kind of in the same. It kind of falls in the same world. I feel like falconry. Absolutely, and, and that's kind of what got me into it. Is uh, for a while my academy had a journeyman falconer who was doing workshops through us, and that's where I first got exposed to birds of prey and. I totally fell in love with it. And then for years, I was trying to seek out how I could get back into it. And then when uh, since I've been doing the kind of back and forth between Vancouver and Toronto, uh, the province of, of Ontario has uh, phenomenal um, falconry programs there and a really good governing body over uh, falconry and working with birds of prey. So I f- found a mentor um, north of Toronto in an area called Muskoka and grabbed my appre- uh, got my apprenticeship license, which I still have. And hopefully if everything goes well, I'll still ha- I'll eventually have my general falconry license. And then I'd like to maybe go into like uh, uh, rehabilitation or education. Cool. Yeah. Now, so with with it being football season, the the Seahawks are kind of you know all the rage right now. Oh, I know, <laughs> all the rage, all the jerseys all the everywhere. But you mentioned falconry and like one of our. I mean, we have like Blitz, the dress up, you know, the giant Seahawks. I don't but then think I'd want to put him on my arm. No, no. God, no. He, that that might be an injury waiting to happen. But they do have Tama, the hawk, and I, she yes, flies I, out. And it's like for me, it's it's like. I get, I freak out every time. Like, there she is. Oh, it's incredible watching these birds do what they've been designed to do. And they reached their evolutionary peak long before we did. Like, they are designed and built perfectly for what Mm -hmm. what they do. And it's incredible to be able to watch them do that, whether they're hunting or whether they're just going from glove to perch. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's beautiful. Oh I'm actually God. not to brag or anything, but I ran into uh, ran into her and her owner. You ran into Tama. Yeah, Tama like, at like girl? at a what was it? We were at like the Seattle Center, and it was after an event, and I don't remember what the event was. And I'm like, is this? I'm like, oh, that's a. He's like, no, this is this is Tama. I'm like, what? 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 Can I get her autograph? Famous we'll bird. stamp the little famous bird. Stamp, stamp the foot <laughs> in ink. Well, she is. 
Uh, well, they live like in eastern Washington or something like that. That doesn't like, surprise me He whatsoever. comes over here, I think, every home game for, you know, to, to bring her over here. So it's pretty I'm, cool. Well, yeah. you would think, like, I, I know that when the Super Bowl thing happens, you know, that old thing. The Super Bowl thing. Like, well, not big match game thingy. Right, happens. whatever, you know, the, the, the Grand Prix, right? <laughs> uh, they give a Super Bowl ring to everyone like on staff, I think that includes like janitors and everyone on staff. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had one too. So that's really cool. I thought that'd be awesome. There is another, there's a guy that's a falconer out of, uh, it's up in Skagit County. So about, you know, an hour and 15 minutes north of here. And one time, uh, this was in, in my previous radio life, we had like an event at this one bar and they were like outside with like six amazing you know birds of prey mm-hmm. in like a, in the, like basically a beer garden. And I was like, this is the craziest. Like I thought I was, in some other, like, you know, world d- dimension. I'm oh, like, yeah, where I brought did my I birds just walk to the, like, the Highland Games, and I'm yeah. sitting there, and I'm already like, oh, my God, there's big, burly men in kilts, and I'm the girl with the hawk on my arm, and they're coming up to talk to me, and I'm like, that's right. Come <laughs> to me in my Get bed. Over here, <laughs> I'll let you touch my beard if you let me touch your beard. That's yes, definitely- pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> with, my MO right there. With these industries Can I hang that, out with you at you... these things? <laughs> I don't know, can I? Like, can well, I be like, hey, that's my, that's my I'm holding her jacket. <laughs> With the, the industries that you get to to play in and, and specialize in, there's got to be a lot of sexy bearded men, and that oh is my like my God, jam. Ever sexy bearded oh. men oh. everywhere. I love yeah. long hair. I'm actually... a professional, though. I manage to keep focus. No, yeah, I mean <laughs> most of the time. We're, we're only pseudo professionals here on the broadcast, so we yes. can drool a little bit. <laughs> but it's true. You should see some of the badass babes that we get in this oh, industry can... too. Like, there is nothing more sexy than a woman with a long sword or a rapier oh, in front of her. Yes. Absolutely. There is this. Uh, I went to an event. I think it was like the pumpkin, the trebuchet thing they have in Snohomish, which is kind of near my hometown of Lake Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Chris Pratt's from there. What up? Uh, <laughs> Chris Pratt and I went to the same high school. Uh, but they did like a trebuchet thing and they had, you know, people uh, fencing and doing all kinds of uh, battles and stuff like that. And there's this one gal and she's on the yellow team, which happened to be my team. So wherever you were sitting, like you happen to be sitting in front of a team that is your team, and you have oh, to. Oh, kind of like how they do it at medieval times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're like, "You are. We have to cheer for you." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm like, "Wow, you're really cute, guy. Oh, you're really cute, girl. Oh my god, everyone's so cool looking yep. here. <laughs> I want to be all their so friends. So sexy. <laughs> god, that's awesome. But now, then they were badass out on the field. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, medi- going to medieval times as a kid is still one of like those things that stands out to me in my tri- like of my childhood memories that was so special. Yeah. And I remember like one of the knights like threw his rose to my sister, and I was like so jealous. Of course. I'm like, what? <laughs> I am the fair maiden, you ass. I was See, so I, mad. I'm more of a pirate. Yeah, you, def- like, the, you like the pirates. I'm a pirate girl. You like the, Sorry. The pillaging is kind of your thing. Yeah. <laughs> but now I've got another question. With all of the, um, you know, weapons and things that you're you're comfortable using, what's one that you haven't started, like, training in or haven't held before that you're, like, you want to try? Hmm, well, even I, if it's not in Renaissance time, yeah, it could be, like, twin like size weapon, or like, something. Yeah, yeah. So I, actually, that's what I was thinking. I was going, like, like Ninja Turtle. Like. I was thinking Electra, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I was going Ninja Turtles, but okay. <laughs> that I haven't held or haven't tried. You know, I've been pretty lucky in that regard. And, like, I've gone, you know, I have a bunch of friends that are in the reenacting community, both in Canada and the United States. So, like, I've, 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 I've you know, done the American Civil War reenacting stuff. Sweet. And I've held those old school guns. But, like, you know, I we have, like, a model trebuchet at Academy Duello. But it's, like, kind of small. You can kind of wheel it around. I would love 
Like, you know those big ones that they yeah. build for, like, Mythbusters? I would kill oh my to, gosh. like, go into, like, an open field with one of those things and just, like, I just want to see the power. Rip. Watch what, that rip. What would you yeah. throw? Rocks? I know they do the pumpkin chunkins or something. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I want one of those big ones where but, it's like, not a freaking pumpkin. What, like, What would you put in there, though? Like, would you do a big boulder type Oh, damn deal? right I would. Uh, <laughs> something, something on fire? I yeah. Know, like, yeah. I was thinking something on fire. I'm Burn like, it. like, my ex-boyfriend's stuff or something. Just, <laughs> To his house. Hi, buddy. I'm not bitter. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. So on top of all this stuff, you used to be in radio, so it's so fun to like, hey, another radio, you know, gal. Like that, you know this world, so it's kind of like we feel Mm -hmm. like a kinship to you even more. So it's like, hey, you can't leave. You have to be our friend now. Oh, damn right. Yes. Friend. (laughs) Suck it. I made a friend. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But on top of that, you said earlier, before we even started broadcasting, you said you're in a band. So on top of all this badassery, You're in a freaking band. The closest I got is when I seen karaoke and the freaking the karaoke host at my local karaoke joint. I knows my name. We're just still up. freaking awesome. Yeah, yes. I go to the bar so often. She's like, hey, Vicky, I put you in rotation. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I forgot you got to start somewhere, Vicky. First stop karaoke. Next stop, you're going to be in a band. Yep. Rock band. So what is the name uh, of your band? Uh, we're called The Food. We're based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. We are a nine-piece funk, soul, rock, and roll band. Shut up! <laughs> tell, me that you guys, tell me you guys are friends with Five Alarm Funk. We are! Oh! We actually just played a festival with Five Alarm Funk. Did you go to Sunfest? No, we were at Element Festival. Oh, in- yes! Yeah! Oh! So I am a diehard Five Alarm oh, Funk fan. they're freaking awesome. So now that I know that you're like homies with them, now I know I really love you to pieces. <laughs> so now you have to now really have be to our be- friend. Not Best just friends fun. forever. That is badass. And so you're, is there anyone else doing vocals or are you the, uh, the Myself main? and the um, um, the guy that kind of put the whole band together, Joe, we do shared lead vocals. So oh male and God. female lead vocals. We have a three-piece horn section. Hell yeah. Including, and two of, um, so I'm one of three female members of the band. So a third of us are women as well. Uh, we have Alicia and Scott on baritone sax. And then we have Lisa who plays the oboe. Nice. Uh, two guitars, bass, drums, keyboards. It's we have a lot of fun. Oh, so now I have to know what is your favorite venue in B- in Vancouver, BC? Oh, okay. Well, we did our album release party at the Rickshaw, which I oh, really yeah. yeah, the Rickshaw's <laughs> rad. And it's also where I go. It's one of the only venues that gets my favorite metal bands like Ooh, coming in which, into Vancouver. Ooh, yeah. so. Side note, my uh, karaoke joint is also, also called the, the Rickshaw, rickshaw. Oh, down the street from my house. The front door in, in Greenwood, <laughs> just right up my house. So we That's went cool. up a couple months well, it was a while ago now, like 6 months ago to see Five Alarm Funk at the Imperial. Yes. That's a cool spot. Yeah, it That's is. That's a totally. weird little funky place. They have such great stage presence, and I love how they kind of have the like the setup for the band now. It's the drummer who's the central feature yes. in the band, with the rest of them kind of doing this flying V formation around it's them. Sexy. It's so good. But they don't have any <laughs> girls, so you know. No, they don't. You guys definitely have some powerhouse chicks, it sounds like. That's yeah, awesome. we really do. It's super awesome. Do you guys ever come down to the Washington, Seattle area to tour? You know how hard it is to be able to do that as a musician? And like I am And nine people? Not mm-hmm. only with nine people, but um and it works both ways as far as Americans coming up to Canada mm-hmm. to tour and Canadians coming down to America. Now, I'm friends. Uh, my girlfriend, Dusty, she's the front woman of a band called Kill Matilda. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's done tours in America before. But, like, the the kind, like all the different kind of paperwork you have to fill out and the, the ways wow. you have to go through all these different government things, oh, it's yeah. actually very, very difficult to be able to do. And it's just That's not silly. something that you... 
it's not really something you want to do. I mean, it's if I was to, let's say, show up here and end up on stage with some folks, that's fine. But as soon as the government hears, like, are you taking any money from those good American bands? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, like, you know, so long, like, I, I had a girlfriend of mine. She was just caught, she was caught busking in the streets of San Francisco and was fined a couple of thousand dollars what? as a Canadian. Yeah, Whoa. it's nuts. Well, even like, you know, a band like Guns N' Roses can't even hit the border and not get searched, and they found all the, like, they found like guns and stuff on their <laughs> tour bus. Like, so, I mean, it's just the border crossing in and of itself can be challenging, but then when they ask you, like, what is your business here? That's where you gotta be, you know, you gotta be real careful. Yeah, absolutely. So long as they're, so long as they are, like, feeling as though you're not taking away any kind of revenue from Americans, mm-hmm they're fine with it or if you've paid the fees paid the dues done the legal thing but that's that's a whole other song and dance like I've traveled across Canada touring before Mm -hmm. and I have I have done music in the states before but never as more as like our friend is going to get up on stage and do a couple of numbers with us sort of thing that, yeah, Dang. makes sense. Yeah, but I never you, knew Next that. time you guys, well, do you have a gig lined up right now in Canada? Um, right now, well, we're actually doing a Halloween tribute show. No, like all ween? All ween, baby. Stop yeah, it. and that's going to be happening on the weekend before Halloween. Uh, we're prepping for that right now. Other than that, I think we're just going to be trying to buckle down and figure out what we want to do for our second album. Cool. Yeah. Well, we do actually, ha- like, I mean, I, I work, you know, the night shift, and I have all sorts of people that call me, and they're listening from Victoria they're listening from Vancouver oh, or of course yeah, yeah. so we I mean we have listeners all up and down the I-5 corridor and like, oh, I like I mentioned earlier I go up there I go up to Canada for concerts all the time so I would love to come and be like nerd out front row next Road time trip. you're up there yeah we, sure. we have we have fun. The food. Yes, the food. <laughs> that is so awesome. I'm do really you guys pumped. have a Facebook page or website? We do have a Facebook page, and we um, we're working on getting like a really nice website up right now. It's just kind of like SoundCloud and Bandcamp uh-huh. kind of going on, and yeah, the summer was a lot of fun for us. We did Element Festival yeah. uh, where Five Alarm Funk was playing, and we had a couple of great bands that came up from Colorado as well for that. Nice. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was put on by a bunch of friends of ours that have been involved with fest like you know festivals for years, and it was uh, a a really, really great event. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, I love your life. Oh, <laughs> <be> you. <laughs> right? <laughs> so of, of all the cool things that you're involved in, what's what's something that you still want to do? Something that I still want to do that I haven't that done yet? That you haven't done yet, but it's on your list. <sighs> it can I, even be something as like just skydiving, like a one or two time thing yeah. or anything. You know, one of the things that I want to do is I've traveled across Europe before I got into historical European martial arts. I'd like to go back again as a as a martial artist and visit a lot of these places and train with people there. There's some phenomenal schools and resources there. And I'd like to go back kind of with that sort of focus Mm -hmm. in mind for sure. And in like long, long, long term goals, like I love... I love you, Academy Duello. Thanks for giving me my roots and everything. But I want to eventually, maybe in like five or ten years down the road, open up my own school. Sure. Yeah. And I think anyone along the way who has been a part of your journey would like back you and support you like a million percent. It sounds like you're very well networked. The the, the community there as well is very much like a little, it's a tight-knit family. And there's people in that community that are older than me, my age. I've been teaching people from the, like since they were children, they're now turning into beautiful young men and women who are also now becoming junior instructors at the academy. And it's it's an incredible thing to see. It's uh, just the way that we all kind of support and love each other. Uh, my girlfriend, Rebecca Glass, has come all the way from New York City to be at this event. And long story short, right before I got here, I had lost all my credit cards, ID, and everything. And only so much of it came oh, back no. to me 
before I, you know, traveled down to Seattle. And she's like, don't worry, Kim, like I got you covered. And I was like, you know, you don't have to. And she's like, no, we're family. That's what we do. And I stayed at her place when I was in New York to teach a workshop there uh, back in May for a woman's sword fighting um, symposium called Fekja. Yeah. (laughs) Which is pretty awesome. awesome. And I'm going back to New York in September so I can toss her some some money (laughs) when I return, of course. But it's like, thanks for letting me chill. Yeah, but that's that's just the general way the community here works. It's it's a family, and I definitely feel super supported. I love it. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Again, check it out, swordsquatch.org. will be happening this weekend down in Georgetown so go check it out you could see her you can just watch or if you want to participate you can do that as well and there's going to be tournaments too you can yeah. check out uh, yeah check, awesome. like four different styles there's a there's an open steel tournament um, which will feature uh, men and women there's a woman's steel longsword tournament there's two different uh, wrestling tournaments which is known as ringin um, for different weight classes mm-hmm. and there's also going to be a, a nylon tournament for, so this is for beginners that aren't quite feeling comfortable enough putting mm-hmm. a steel sword in their hand but it doesn't mean that there's going to be lacking any skill or whatnot so it's super cool it's great to see and especially the kind of sportsmanship and whatnot like one of the things I was talking to Rebecca about is we're very likely going to be pitted against each other at some Ooh. point in our matches and she knows like you know she knows I'm excited and she knows that I'm nervous she's like don't worry so long like I'll, I'll be cheering for you like oh. from the sidelines at least until I'm faced like right and heady in I was and doing some fighting with some of the guys last night, just kind of prepping the space, like just kind of getting a feel for it. And I was uh, faced against this guy named Mitchell who moves wonderfully. It was some really, really great fights. And at one point, he got this clear shot right in my head. And as the judges are calling the hits, I'm screaming out, nice! And, and they, 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 they call off the fight and the head judge goes, all right, judges, you got to be louder than the woman saying nice. <laughs> but, you know, I get excited even if I'm losing that bout to a good solid hit from someone who I consider a friend and an equal, like, oh, across yeah. from me. And when that bout was done, like, we took off our masks, we hugged each other, we were both oh. like, oh, my God, you're so much fun to fence. Like, it's That's a camaraderie. Really cool. That's it's very awesome. special. Yeah, it, it is. You know, it is in really, really special. Because, I mean, I, maybe you have, like, a, an arch rival or something, but it sounds like everybody, like, even if you're matched up with somebody who's really good, you're going to learn a lot. and That's exactly and, how I look at and it. And be impressed with them as much as they're impressed with you. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like when you, you talk, a, like, as a musician, sometimes when I make music with someone for the first time, jamming around a campfire or after a festival and you're all backstage oh, yeah. and, you know, have a couple of beers, there's... There's a communication that happens with that. Just like for people that I know in the blues dancing or swing community when they dance with someone for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's the same with when you fight some someone. There is something very personal and intimate about that that really bonds you to someone. Yeah. And I love it. I wish they would show that more in the movies because right now, I, all I'm thinking about right now is Karate Kid. It's like how much they hated each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, do get like... that absolutely with some, like, you know, you do get school rival rivalries and stuff like that. But I found in general, and I mean, like, this has just been my experience in HEMA and I know that in other people's experiences in the historical European martial arts community, they do feel sometimes that rivalry. But there's a lot of mutual respect. It's still kind of a a, a, a blooming um, martial arts field that's just really kind of getting um, recognized as a serious martial art and mm-hmm. realizing, oh, wait, you aren't those LARPers. Not that there's anything wrong with LARPers <laughs> whatsoever, but like that, like we're actually being recognized like this. So there's a lot of camaraderie in that kind of regard. And at least I've also tried to make it so the people that I do spend time with, the schools that I go to visit and train with, are the people that are kind of holding those core values that I really like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a perfect example is there are three different martial arts schools from Vancouver that have instructors coming down to sword squatch. Um, One of the other schools is called Valkyrie. 
martial Ooh. arts and the woman going coming down, uh, Kaya Sadowski, she used to train with Academy Duello and their school has now, you know, branched off and done their own thing. And when their school was first starting out, um, they had a break in where they lost a bunch of their equipment. Oh, no. And I talked to the founder of my school, Devin Borman, and I said, This is this is really crappy. Can we hold a fundraiser for them? And we did, and they were able to get enough support to buy back all the stuff that they had oh, lost and then awesome. some. So that just kind of shows that we don't see each other as rivals, even in or a like business bad sense. Guys. No, exactly. We want us because when when they grow, we grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. a community, you know? Totally. So, yeah, it's something I'm really proud of. <laughs> I love that. I mm-hmm. really love that. And I love you. Can you come back more? (laughs) I love Seattle. I freaking love this city so, so much. This is not my first time down here, and it won't be my last. Absolutely. Good deal. We're happy to have you anytime. Seriously. (laughs) Again, check it out. Swordsquatch.org. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for having me. Miss Kimberly Roseblade. (laughs) Did I say it right? Roseblade? Damn right you did. Ah, (laughs) And yes, that is my real last name. I was about to ask. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to ask. Thanks, (laughs) Mom. And uh, this is a good place to kind of end it off. And so next time guys see you later bye